He konai purangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. The integrity of our knowledge, the dignity of our people and the sustainability of our whenua and wai ought to be the paramount considerations at whichever interface we may be navigating. The exploration and advancement of mātauranga at those interfaces should always be guided by whakapapa, rangatiratanga, manakitanga and kotahitanga. We are all traversing our own unique mātauranga pathways and we all share in these common values that define us as a people. For where there is mātauranga, there is life, and where there is life, there is mātauranga. Te kupu kōrero, kia mau. Te kete wānanga, kia u. O fia fia o rawea, tūrau parea, tūrau hawaiki. E rarau ki te tapu wainui o tāne, tāne i te wānanga, Tāne nui arangi. This text features in the article written by Mayhana Diri from the book Ngā Kite Mā Tauranga, Māori Scholars at the Research Interface. What is Mā Tauranga Māori and how can this flourish within all aspects of Māori life? Professor of Māori Knowledge and Head of School at Te Pūtahia Toi and Deputy Vice-Chancellor at Massey University, Mayhana Jerry, joins Te Ahika this week. Ai te taha o tō mātou pāpa, nō konei hoki mātou, ko rangi tāne te iwi, engari he pānga hoki ki roto o Ngāti Kauwhata, tainu atu ki a Ngāti Raukaua te au ki te tonga. Hoi anō te taha o tō mātou kōka, nō te tairāwhitia, ko Ngāti Porau te iwi, engari he pānga o tonu ki roto o rongofakāta me kaitau. Ia ku ihorei, koutou rā, kua tatū mai ki tēnei pāhotanga o Te Ahikā, he mumo tirohanga tēnei ki te ao Māori. This is Te Ahikā on RNZ National, ko Justine Murray, ahau. A year ago, when the government imposed COVID-19-level lockdowns, the tikanga of Hariru of Hongi was not carried out. Social distancing and the safety of Komatua and Kuia was paramount. In fact, many marae throughout the country closed its doors during the level lockdowns. A year later, marae and certainly tertiary institutions have had to adapt. But quiet here in the tari today. It is, but um, welcome to Te Pūtahia Toi, and it's great to have you with us, Justine, um, also here at Te Kūninga Kipurehuro, which is the Māori title for, for our university, partly because it, it spans over these three campuses, um, Oteha Campus, which is in Albany, um, Tamaki Makaurau, and then of course Manawatu here in the Papaioia and Pokiahu Campus um, in the heart of Wellington. 
you know, how, how have things been uh, in, in terms of te putahi atoi and, and handling COVID-19 as part of your... We're about a metre and a half apart at the moment, whānau? Thereabouts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, and this is probably picking up on one or two of the themes in the book, that Māori, we've, we've always been quick adapters, and I think that's been hugely evident in the Māori response to COVID, that in terms of our tikanga, you know, we made decisions very early on to um, to change and adapt and evolve our tikanga, you know, customs like um, hariru and hohau te rongo, doing those in different ways. But I think from a, a university perspective too, you know, our, our staff, Māori at Massey, we've had to adapt to to the new challenges. The biggest one I, I would probably add, Justine, is um, taking our teaching online and, and making sure that um, our tauda are, are able to engage online just as effectively. A, a challenge, but also a great opportunity. Mayhana Jerry joined Te Putahi Atoi, the Māori Studies Department at Massey University in 2017. Now, last year in 2020, he took up the role as Deputy Vice-Chancellor. Mayhana's father is educator and research academic Sir Mason Derry, well known for his work in Māori health. He created Te Whare Tapofa, the Māori health model that connects the tinana, wairua, whānau and heningaro to good health and well-being. Now, Mayhana's article, as featured in the book, is called Mātauranga at the Interface. It focuses on how Mātauranga is integral to many facets of Māori life, from the sports field to the kapaka stage, from wānanga and learning environments to the roles of kaumātua. Mayhana begins here by explaining how the concept of the book was presented to him. The opportunity to um, submit some whakāro around Mātauranga Māori itself is, is important. I don't think we have enough opportunities to reflect on what Mātauranga Māori has done for us in our lives as academics, I think, but, but also to reflect on some of the, the challenges that we have encountered relative to Mātauranga Māori in terms of protecting Mātauranga um, advancing and promoting Mātauranga and ensuring that the transmission of Mātauranga is happening in ways, I think, that are consistent with kaupapa and tikanga Māori. So the opportunity to contribute to this book, for me, it's it's just a great opportunity to have written alongside some fantastic uh, Māori scholars, many of whom have offered you know pivotal pieces of work over a large period of time. So, you know, long may it continue. With the um, book, your article in particular talks about mātauranga at the interface. How do you describe mātauranga Māori? Well, I think the best description of mātauranga needs to be in te reo Māori. Mōkuake ko te, te mātauranga e kōrerohia nei tāua. Uh, he wahanga tērā i roto i te ao Māori, ne, ko te mōheotanga te tahi wahanga, ko te mātauranga te tahi wahanga, ko te māramatanga te tahi wahanga. Engari, me ki te hoki tātou, he, ko te mātauranga e kōrero hianei, he wahanga i roto i te ao Māori. Uh, e whai whakaroana hoki au ki ngā tikanga, ki ngā kaupapa, ki ngā kawa, e, e mea i tātou, he Māori tātou. So I think mātauranga um, ought to be seen as one part of a wider, what I would 
possibly call an ecosystem there of things within te ao Māori, the Māori world. So it's it's a part and parcel of who we are as Māori, I, I think, and you know it's this immutable part of our identity as Māori. But unlike Western knowledge, I, and I think I say this in the book, we don't try to break down Mataranga Māori or Mataranga to its most minute fraction. But instead, I think we look to find the connections that enable us to make make connections both via Mataranga itself, but also through Whakapapa and other parts of our identity as well. So Mataranga is part of a wider way of connecting us to other people, to our tupuna, of course, to our environment, uh, to te atua, and to reaffirm, uh, I think, the, the validity of our reo. Mataranga at the interface... You talk about, um, you know, the various relationships that rangatahi have in regards to mātauranga, kaumātua and even COVID. So is it about how this meets mātauranga um, in your writing, in your piece of work? I think mātauranga, uh, first and foremost, is part of the um, capacity that we as Māori are able to draw from in terms of this puna or this wellspring of wisdom, first and foremost. You know, I think we often translate mātauranga as being traditional knowledge, mm. but I would argue actually that mātauranga is knowledge about contemporary realities and that we utilise and we draw from this puna of mātauranga to help us as Māori, us as whānau, to engage in all of these interfaces that we come up against right through our day and our night. Um, you know, the interface here at a university, for example, is one interface that we try to apply mātauranga in in order to keep ourselves safe as Māori academics, in order to maintain, uh, I guess, the space that we must have as Māori in the academy. But then there are a whole range of other interfaces that we encounter every day in, in a whole range of different contexts. And I would say that mātauranga is one way of helping us as Māori, as whānau, to move safely in all of these interfaces. You know, whether that's in regards to our tamariki akura and the interfaces that they encounter every day, or whether that's about us um, after mahi going off to kapahaka into that interface, or whether it's about us... Um, building a house with a bunch of architects and trying to ensure that, um, you know, a Māori focus is part of that that interface. So there are a whole range of things that we, um, there are probably spaces actually that we move through um, throughout our lives and throughout the journey of our lives, which we might define as being interfaces. As an example of this, what Mayhana referred to as mātauranga in contemporary times. Now in the book he writes about the interface between mātauranga Māori and COVID-19. He writes that the rapid spread of COVID-19 to Aotearoa has meant profound changes and adaptations to life generally, but also tikanga in te ao Māori. He writes that the crisis has also demonstrated the immense capacity of Māori to give strong expression to the values of manaakitanga, whanaungatanga, kotahitanga and whakapapa. As an example, the okati or the road closures that some iwi set up during the COVID-19 level 4 lockdowns. Now this act on one hand was seen as illegal and on the other hand protecting whānau. 
Now, May Hunter writes about the generations, the old being the repositories of history, stories and knowledge, and the young people, orangatahi, navigating old and new territories. Navigating te ao Māori and te ao whānui. What did you sort of mean by that? Well, I think rangatahi this day and age have um, far more opportunities than my generation probably did in terms of being able to access te ao Māori. For my own whānau, you know, we, we grew up on the marae, mm. so that, that was our world growing up. But for a number of our whānau from Ngāti Kaufata, for example, you know, moved into, the, you know, into urban settings in the 50s and 60s, a number of those from my generation never grew up on the marae and, and had difficulty accessing the marae as readily as we did. You know, so I think that the whole idea that um, Mātauranga helps us to move with ease across both worlds, te ao Māori and te ao and specifically our rangatahi being able to do that because they now have more opportunities to live and grow as Māori and to be educated as Māori. And, you know, we only have to look at the kura Māori system as, as one example. Kura Aiwi now is, has continues to grow, and then we have other models like Manukura uh, and others where our rangatahi are able to be taught in te reo Māori, to uh, socialise, embracing tikanga Māori, to explore the world through Māori eyes. Those are things that we can identify as being progress. Part of the role that academics have in universities, of course, is to champion the cause by way of Mataranga for rangatahi so that they can have more opportunities and that they're not restricted in what they can and can't do as they as they grow up. I think of the rangatahi, and I might be just generalising here, but the rangatahi today seem to who have gone through that kohanga kurakaupapa seem to have a, a, a just an air of confidence about them and being Māori in the world today. Yeah. Yeah. So all of them have had that um, opportunity to grow and to be educated through kōhanga reo, kūrakaupapa Māori and and other models as well. The worldview that they have is um, one which is very, very broad and diverse and all-encompassing. I would say also that we still have this responsibility to make sure that others who don't have those opportunities, and I'm talking about other whānau who for whatever reason um, don't have the same opportunities in front of them, that we don't leave them behind, Hi. that all of the um, kōrero we have around mātauranga right now actually, we need to keep thinking about how the rest of our whānau across Aotearoa who don't have that same opportunity how they can be brought into places and spaces where tikanga Māori, mātauranga Māori, kaupapa Māori are part and parcel of, of everyday interaction. So, Mehana, when you talk about the whānau who don't have those opportunities, who are you sort of thinking about? Like, if I think about home here and, you know, we've, we're here in Rangitane Territory, mm-hmm. yeah, I know that there's a number of whānau from within our iwi here who, although we have kura kaupapa and kohanga reo and, and other models here in town, we have the university right here, mm. you know, others as well, 
for whatever reason, they haven't been able to access or have chosen not to access these spaces. It's not it's not their fault. It, it's really about acknowledging that there are these other pressures that sit on our whānau yes. uh, that influence their decisions. So, you know, to bring it back to the book, I think the book, when I've read through some of the other articles in Kōrero, you know, it, it's all about opening the door. Before Mayhana took up his academic roles at Massey University, he spent a few years as kaihautu and academic director at the Wānanga Oraukawa in Ōtaki. There he set up Ngā Purapura, the degree in Māori Health Promotion and the new Hauora Centre. He was the Health Research Council Hohua Tutengaihe postdoctoral fellow. He's an avid music fan and a filmmaker. In 2009, May Hana and his younger brother Pere wrote and directed the short film Warbrick. It follows the story of Joe Warbrick, the captain of the New Zealand Natives rugby team, during a test match with England in 1889. Whatever happens out there, don't stop trying, don't give up. Um, for me, film is one of those things that, you know, um, he had a huge interest in it and was lucky enough to kind of go down a pathway some years ago now where we made a film, um, a short film admittedly, uh, 12 minutes, but, you know, it's it's an area that I have a huge interest in, Māori cinema, and, and just in already now of these talented Māori directors, so many wahine and tāne in the last few years, who have been able to make their own films. And, and to make a film, for those who have been through that experience, it takes so many moving parts to come together. And making a film is like nothing else, I don't think, in terms of the, the scale of the undertaking. But for us, I think cinema is just another way for us as Māori to tell our stories to the world, and to reaffirm our identity as Māori. The pursuit of excellence is also captured through a range of whakatauki. One is whaia te iti kahurangi, ki te tūohukue mehe maunga teitei. Seek out what you value. If you bow your head, let it be to a lofty mountain. Or another one, iti reareia teitei kahikatia kataia. Although a reareia bird is tiny, it can still fly to the top of the tall kahikatia tree. Now, Mehana explains how Ma Tauranga can connect us to the taiao, the world around us. From what I got, there is a succinct connection between the environment and the aspirations of hapu and iwi. In what ways do you think are these uh, enacted within Māori whānau? Like we just talked briefly off mic about manukura, for example, the sports academy, and how you actually talk about in the book about excellence and you relate it to the uh, manu? The tui. The tui, <laughs> And yes. the manukura, yeah both, yeah, both those things. You know, I think one of the distinct advantages that we have as Māori is that we are able to identify distinctive elements of our taiao, our environment, and draw massive inspiration from that. So, you know, the, the kōrero that I reference in the book is about the story of Mātangi, who was this intrepid explorer and an ancient explorer who came across just, you can see the Tarado Ranges just behind us, yes. came across to a place called Te Tiruhanga. He, he looked across the Manawatu, he saw this flock of tui, 
um, you know, that expression, he kōkōuri, he kōkōtea, it's a reference to this flock of tui that fly high in the air, high in the sky, and he, he followed that flock of tui and he ended up coming down to where our marae is just out of fielding at Aurangi and coined the expression Aurangi. But it's also, a, a, I guess, a reference point for for us as a hapu of Tahuri Wakanui, as an iwi of Ngāti Kaufata, that these names mean something. And if we don't give expression to the essence of those names, then we've lost this opportunity to explore our identity. So you also write about Komatua, and as I mentioned before, their role has been that wise counsel of the, of your mara, your hapu. You also use in this example in the book uh, the 1975 land march spearheaded by the late Dame Fina Cooper. What is the most important lesson, idea, example that we as Māori can learn from these exemplars when it comes to mātauranga Māori? If we look into uh, our kōrero pūrāko, you know, we begin to see that throughout some of these pivotal pūrāko, and you know, I think I, I use the examples of Māui, tikitiki Ataranga in, in the book, but those are reference points for us when we think about research. Um, and of course we're here in a university, so research is front and centre to a lot of the mahi that we do here. But if we're talking about research from a mātauranga perspective, then we need to acknowledge the criticality of the roles of kaumātua. And kaumātua in the sense that I'm also referring to, you know, pūkinga, repositories of knowledge, tohunga, ruānuku, ruāhine. Mm. So these pivotal positions in te ao Māori that we don't often talk about, but we need to acknowledge because unlike Western science, where science, for example, is often focused around new breakthroughs and new knowledge and you know these new things that come about as a result of an experiment, we almost, this is my view, we almost move the other way in Mātauranga and Te Ao Māori that the, um, the, the validity of Mātauranga as our kaumātua and as our pūkinga um, grow older becomes more and more valued. Yes, because I do. Mean, I, there was a second part to my question. Actually, you know, as more of our eighty to ninety year old komatua pass on, how does Mātauranga Māori fare in the next twenty to fifty years? Will it will it ever be changing and fluid? Well, it comes back to the question around you know the role of komatua and the way that we um, give credence to the role of komatu in society and, and I think there is much more that we can do to build on that but one thing we know for sure is that if we don't find the right um, tikanga and kaupapa driven pathways to work with komatu who have worldly experience, mm. who have seen a lot, who themselves have, have seen changes over generations after generations then we've lost an opportunity to um, to draw insights, guidance and wisdom from them. I think it's something that Wes Māori do very well. And, you know, the marae really is the bastion for that. But we also have uh, a whole range of different wānanga that have occurred um, over a long period of time. And wānanga for iwi, wānanga for whānau, wānanga for all iwi. <laughs> and we've got, you know, we've got great examples of that. But I think to, to come back to that question... Acknowledging the role of kaumātua relative to mātauranga and the transmission of mātauranga, we need to always return back to those kōrero pūrāko, which give us a lead and a guide about the importance of 
reciprocity in those relationships, that the way in which maitaranga is transferred, mai tetahi whakatupuranga ki tetahi atu whakatupuranga, we must value that and we must mm. ensure that in the social media-driven age that we live in, that we don't, um, I guess, compromise the integrity of mātauranga. And what about mātauranga Māori at the interface of social media? Arguably, tikanga has been disrupted by the many ways that technology has allowed Māori to engage. Uh, so we know when we think about the issues that the written language brought with it in, in the you know, 1820s and, and, and onwards, the whole idea that one might write lines of whakapapa on paper, I think was very contentious back then. And, you know, similar discussions, no doubt, about what might be written down. And, you know, when you think about those early ethnographers who came from Europe to Aotearoa and engaged with a number of uh, pūkinga, mātauranga at the time, you know, there was a lot of criticism of the ethnographers. Still are those concerns about the way in which they reinterpreted knowledge which was written down. But I think we're having the same or similar discussions now about what goes on social media, what goes on Facebook and what doesn't. And one thing we can say is that that whole space evolves very, very quickly and and we need to evolve with it in order to keep a track on things. I think often we talk about whānau. And we talk about whānau, but in using the term whānau, we also recognise that there is a, a Māori cultural identity within this group of people, that they uh, recognise uh, whakapapa as a, a critical part of their identity as Māori. And so I think the point of that kōrero really is to point out that wherever there are whānau, there is mātauranga that goes with them. Irrespective, I think, of whether or not that whānau uh, has te reo Māori or whether or not that whānau has had opportunities to engage in spaces like a marae, at the end of the day, they are still whānau, they're still part of us as tiwi Māori and there is mātauranga that accompanies them and that is, I say this word again, an immutable part of, of their identity as Māori and, and as whānau. So... You know, it's just a reminder, I think, to, to those of us who work in these places like universities that we have this obligation to all whānau and, and we have this obligation and a responsibility, I think, to ensure that mātauranga can help open new doors for them as well. Tēnākwe, Mayhana Jiri, Professor of Māori Knowledge, Head of School and Deputy Vice-Chancellor Māori at Massey University, who contributed to the book Nā Kite Mā Tauranga, Māori Scholars at the Research Interface. The book is out now. Now, if you missed my kōrero with co-editor Professor Linda Waimarie Nikora nō Tūhoi Teitanga Hauiti, that's available at rnz.co.nz. Koe ea, tā tātou kaupapa mō tēnei wiki e ngari ka hoki mai te hotaka nei a te rātapu. He mihi tēnei kia koutou katoa kua whakarongo pīkari mai ana ki te kaupapa, tēnā tātou katoa.